Welcome to the Infatuation Podcast. Today we're doing another side dish episode. This time we're going to talk about a Korean movie. That's the first time we've talked about a Korean movie, I believe. But today we're going to talk about Decision to Leave. And this movie caught my attention um, because there's these awards in Korea called the Blue Dragon Film Awards. And they're kind of like the equivalent to our Academy Awards. And Decision to Leave basically won all the big categories. It won Best Film, Best Director, Screenplay, Music, Best Actor, Best Actress. It really, really dominated. And so I noticed that. And then I noticed that it got uh, nominated for some American awards as well, the Golden Globes and the Critics' Choice, Mus- Mus- uh, Critics Choice Movie Awards. Uh, and it's also on the list for the entries to the Academy Awards. And so I figured this would be a good movie to talk about. And so I I threw up uh, a little Instagram question. I go, hey, would anyone want to talk about this movie with me? And a few people replied. And so we're doing this episode. And I think it'd be real fun uh, based based on who's coming along today. So let's go ahead and introduce our guest today. Uh, let's start with our old friend, Sabrina Dang. You guys remember Sabrina. She was on our Tony Lung episode. And Sabrina is an award-winning photographer based here in San Francisco. Uh, but she shoots all over the world when uh, when there's not a pandemic. <laughs> She's also a Sony artisan and a cinema lover. So she's a perfect guest for us to help us break down some of the visual aspects of this movie. So, hey, welcome back, Sabrina. Hi, Curtis. Good morning, Margo. I'm so excited to be on your show today. And um, this is actually one of the Solo Uno movie I saw for the entire quarter in the fall of this year. So I'm so excited to share my um, inputs. And um, yeah. All right. Yeah. So thanks so much for joining us again. You may hear, uh, last time we had birds in the background. Today, we may hear <laughs> some coffee being coffee. made. And but uh, yeah. So thanks for coming along and sneaking out of the house early in the morning to join us. <laughs> or, or, or patrons yelling at me. I'm just like cause doing podcasts in a cafe. <laughs> You know, it adds some ambiance to it, I think. I hope that helps. Uh, So, and also joining us all the way from the southeast corner of France, we have another friend of the program. Uh, You've never heard her before, but she is Margot, the host of the podcast K-Dramas with Margot. And if you speak French, you can give her a listen. She breaks down K-Dramas in French. And we're, we're friends on Instagram a little bit. We comment back and forth a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but when when I posted uh, who wants to talk about this movie, Margot said, "Hey, this is my one of my favorite movies of all time." Yeah, your timing was pretty much like perfect because I d- I just watched the drama twice actually, and when I saw your story, I was like, "Oh wow, the timing is perfect because it's my favorite movie so far." Wow, so yeah. So thank you for inviting me because it's the perfect movie. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, let's see. Do you want to do a little French introduction for any of your listeners? Yeah, why not? Salut, c'est Margot. Bah, j'espère que vous allez bien. Euh, j'ai été invitée pour ce super podcast. On va parler de Decision to Live. Et euh, j'espère vraiment que ça va vous plaire parce que je suis vraiment très excitée pour parler de ce film. Voilà. Oh, oh très bien. C'est magnifique. Enchanté, <laughs> <laughs> Margot. I love, uh, I love hearing. I, I don't understand much, but on, on uh, Instagram, she'll post some reels every so often. So I'll hear a little bit of French and I love hearing <laughs> it. I love that too. That's why I binge watch em- Emily in Paris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. It's very cliche. 
Are uh, are K dramas popular in France? Actually, not that much. Uh, wow. We have like com- kind of a community around K dramas. Very that's mm-hmm. very active on TikTok and a bit of Instagram. But it's true that if I talk to someone and I say that I watch K dramas, there is two possibility. The first one is what is K dramas, and the other one mm. is oh, you're watching this. So <laughs> it's not very popular right now. But in the younger generation, actually, it's getting popular. How did you get into it? Uh, pretty much by art because I started with the Japanese culture, actually. Mm-hmm. And I was learning Japanese and I wanted to find some materials to learn Japanese, but I wasn't able to find like very good dra- G-dramas, Japanese dramas. And uh-huh. just like that, I just found like a Korean drama. I don't know why. And I was like, oh, that's different. I like it. And I started to search like best K-dramas to watch as a beginner and so on. And, and then... Um, it was the end for me. Like, I just watched three <laughs> drama, four drama, and then 100, 200. And then I started my podcast, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about this movie. I think this will be fun. Um, we are talking about the movie Decision to Leave, and so a little bit about that. In April of this year, it was at the Cannes Film Festival and won, and was selected to compete for the Palme d'Or. And... The director, Park Chang-wook, won Best Director at the Cannes Film Festival. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a big honor. And then this movie, let's see, came out in June in South Korea, and then in North America it was October. Definitely didn't blow up quite as much as the movie like Parasite or Train to Busan. But um, but for those who like kind of more moody stuff, this one you know caught people's eye. And then I watched it on Mubi. Mubi is a streaming platform. Uh, that you can get a seven-day free trial for. So if you want to inter- if you want to watch this movie, you can sign up for that. And uh, if you cancel, which I did after like six and a half days, I, I hit the cancel button, and it's real easy to cancel. It's a one-button cancel. But then they offer you thirty more days. <laughs> so that's uh, a little little hack. If you want to watch thirty days of movie, you can uh, sign up for seven and then cancel after. After that, and they'll give you thir- they'll give you some more days. So, how did you guys watch this film, Sabrina? Did you see this in the theater? Yes. Um, so, uh, funny story. Uh, I saw this on Daniel Wu's Instagram post that he okay. shared it on Instagram. <laughs> that oh, go see this movie is wonderful. And then I was like, oh, what is this movie about? I think Instagram and my computer is listening. And then on the same day, after I got home and I saw on the, there's like a YouTube video of this whole movie explained in in, in Chinese language. So it, I, I binge watch one hour of the, all the detail of the movie. And then I'm oh. like, this is the movie. I know it's like spoil everything, but oh, <laughs> this is the movie. I have to see it in the theater. And then I drove yeah. to the Pitmont Theater. It's a tiny little movie theater in Oakland. And I yeah. was also hoping to run into Daniel Wu, which I didn't. <laughs> but there were probably maybe five people in the theater. I was one of the few people watching it and I find mm-hmm. that was one of the most enjoyable experience for the for three hours and and it didn't feel long and every step yeah. of the way I, I was pretty much hooked and uh, I it was one of the most enjoyable movie for myself yeah for the entire yeah. year yeah. yeah wow how about you Margo how did you, did you see it in the theater or on streaming yeah, on the theater, like, oh. actually, I wanted to go to the Cane Festival for 2022, oh, but I wasn't yeah. able to go wow. there. Uh, I wasn't able, so I started to search a bit more about, like, the pro- the, um, the movie that were presented in, in the Cane Festival, and I knew that there was, like, three movies 
uh, broker hunt and Hilde Kjellstrom decision to leave. And immediately when I saw the trailer, decision to leave like caught my eyes, and I was like, I have to watch this movie, like really. Yeah. And I waited for more like three months, four months before I was able mm-hmm. to watch it. And I watched it in Geneva, in a small theater. Ah, okay. And twice, actually, because the first one was very like, the first like time I watched it, I was like, oh my God, I have to rewatch it because there was so many details. Mm-hmm. And I watched I it agree. a second time. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a movie that you have to watch in theater, I think. It's not the same experience if you watch it like on your computer. I agree. Or- I, I totally agree. I know. Yeah, I was trying to get to the theater, but the timing just didn't work out. So yeah, yeah I, I'd like to try to still find it. I think it's still in a few theaters out there. Mm-hmm. So you guys can, audience out there, you can Google it, and hopefully it's coming to a theater near you. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, the visuals, the sound, uh, yeah, it's just a different experience. Indeed. Uh, so, yeah, so this is, uh, if you guys are into Korean cinema at all, you know this director, Park Chang-wook. He, he produced, co-wrote, and directed this. And he's internationally known for um, probably more of his psychological thriller kind of stuff. And, and to be honest, his films are kind of disturbing. It is, yeah. Uh, violent, <laughs> and and uh, there's definitely not... not uh, not for children no, in these movies. No way. No, way, no freaking way. Very no, edgy. Yeah, very edgy. Yeah. What other movies have you seen by Park Chan-wook? Um, I saw, how do you say, Handmaiden? Yeah, yeah Handmaiden. it was like pretty disturbing, but a really, really memorable movie. It was, I really, actually, disturbing in a way that I really, really like it too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He hits a nerve. Yeah. yeah. He definitely hits on some things. And uh, me being so freaking Asian, it was on Prime and it was free. So I, I got to see it <laughs> twice on Prime. Um, it was yeah. really visually, it was stunning. And the way how they paced the story, I think that w- it was really, really wonderful. Yeah. And um, I don't know if... Um, it's totally different job. I feel like it's totally different genre than the decision to leave. And then, um, and I didn't have any expectation to be the same film at all, even knowing it's the same director. So, um, that's, I feel like it's a really, really great movie. I mean, it's like, uh, there are a lot of people comparing the two movie, right? And then, um, so decision to leave in a way, it's like kind of like a slower paced movie. Mm. And, uh, there's, A lot of people saying on the internet that they don't didn't they didn't like the movie or they're saying that um, it's not as good as his previous ones. But I think if you look at it uh, for myself, it's like apple apples and oranges. And I, I like I love yeah. I love yeah. my kids, my son, and my daughter different ways. So <laughs> that's just okay. How I feel decision to leave versus you know handmaiden. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Margo? Have you watched a lot of his other movies? Not that much, actually. Uh, I I agree with Sabrina. Um, I only watch M Maiden actually as well, mm-hmm. and but but I know a bit more about uh, Old Boys, even though I haven't watched mm-hmm. it yet. I watch some like review dramas oh. and um, review videos and analysis about the movie, so I know what's in the movie, like Old Boys. I know that's pretty violent. Mm-hmm. And as for M Maiden, I wasn't like a big fan of it for a long time. And actually, Decision to Live is like the first time that I really enjoy like his work and i totally yeah. agree it's very different this mm-hmm. interview is very different yeah. <laughs> very different and i really as an outsider because i don't know that much about the back work i prefer decision to live 
the the oh. genre and the mood and uh, the overall mood is better suited yeah. to me. No, it's definitely different, and, and um, I was a little nervous because you know I've watched a few of his other ones, and they're they're quite violent, very bloody, mm-hmm. and yeah. and then Handmaiden was very yeah. like an erotic <laughs> yeah, thriller. Yeah. It's totally it different. Totally is, yeah. um, but this one, yeah, it, it comes out different. It's it's a you know, it there is some violence, but you don't see it. No, you, know, you yeah. see blood. Yeah. But you don't actually see the violence happening, so it's more in your head, right, you know. Right. And it's more romantic, kind of. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge part of it. Yeah. So, uh, I, I read a little bit about him, and he said that one of his favorite films of all times was, was Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. Yeah. Which filmed in San Francisco, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also one of my favorite movies too. And it, there's some definite similarities. If you like Vertigo, and you like kind of this idea of identity and you know mysterious you know is she good is she bad is she evil is she you know innocent you know like there's all these kind of play on you know what what this person actually is i think you would definitely like decision to leave um also the cast is pretty well known well the first two leads are pretty well known um the stars the the detective is parquet il and he plays detective uh Jung Hae Jun and he's a really good detective uh from what we find out and he's in the city of Busan and he's he's good at homicides and so he's uh he's really famous for working with uh the other stuff, really famous South Korean director Park Jong-ho uh the director of Parasite and so he's been in movies called The Host and Memories of Murder which I haven't seen but yeah, he's very well known in Korea. And if you look at his uh, list of films, he does one or two movies a year for like the last 20 years. So he's very, very well known. Have you guys ever seen him before? No, actually. Yeah, this is my first movie. Me as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more more known for films, not so much dramas. And then the lead actress is Tang Hui, which is, she plays the wife of a, a man who who dies who the Heijun character is investigating. She, her name is Song So Rei. Uh, and she's a famous Chinese actress. And she burst on the scene in 2007 in Ang Lee's Lust Caution with our guy Tony Lang, yes, Sabrina. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so that was a gutsy role for her. Yeah. Right, yeah. That was also one of the big draw for me to see her in theater to support fellow Chinese actress. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. It's kind of like a, a Chinese actress in a Korean movie. And, and that's part of it, right? Is yeah. that she's not fluent in Korean. Right. Yeah. She actually, I I, uh, I saw it on one of her interviews that she has to pretty much um, like start learning Korean uh, as, as she got the job. And then she doesn't speak Korean at almost at all and um so yeah. it's pretty interesting to see her to speak uh, a completely different language um, i don't speak korean but it, it's everything it's very believable and that says that she's an amazing actress right actually your accent yeah. is pretty great oh because i know a bit of korean and her accent you can you can know sometimes that the way she put oh. things is a bit weird but in the contrary on the contrary sometimes she uses words that are way right, like not more, more um, like classical, right? Like more from the old time, right? Which yeah, which supposed right, it, it right, helps right. with her role that 
as um, you know, as a foreigner speaking Korean, and it, which it, yeah. it adds to her attractive mm. quality as her um, her role in the film, right? And that was a line in the movie too, right. where where he said, "You watch all these old uh, period dramas, and that's where you get your old fashioned Korean <laughs> from." So, um, but she's married to a Korean director, so that's kind of interesting. So I guess they use English at home. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and she speaks English pretty well. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I saw her in, at the award show, and she gave her she said hello in Korean, and it was pretty basic. And then she then she switched to English. And someone translated into Korean. Then she switched Mandarin, to Mandarin. Yeah, and so, I, I saw that. Yeah, and then back so to that interpreter. Korean. Yeah, that interpreter got a workout. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then um, the last guy that uh, that that I really liked in this movie, he had kind of a small part, but I know I know Margot knows this guy is uh, Go Kyung Kyo. <laughs> Uh, yes. He plays the detective's partner, oh. and he's kind of a side character, but he's the he's the funny guy in, in most yeah. of the first part yeah, of the movie, yeah. right? And K drama watchers know him from Reply 1988 mm. or Chicago Typewriter, gotcha. Strongest Delivery. He's got a whole list. Uh, did you see Love and Contract? That's kind of a more recent one, Marco. Yeah, yeah, I've watched it actually. It's pretty good, even though like there is a. Some people say that it's not great. I really enjoyed it mm. actually. Okay. For me, I watched it for Gogan Pyo, of course. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's he's popular. He's he's he does at least one drama a year that I can think of. Yeah, right. All right, so let's get into this movie. Um, so yeah, this is kind of a little genre blurring drama uh, movie. It's kind of a little bit crime, a little bit romance. Which which did you feel like it was more of more crime or more romance? For me, it's definitely more romance. I was <laughs> I was actually thinking. I, watching this entire movie is like kind of like a crime thriller but to to be honest it's just like and at the end it's just it's all it's to entire movie for me it's just like a romantic movie yeah mm-hmm. mm, i do agree like when i was watching the movie i was like oh is it like a thriller a romance but it tends more to do romance it's a mix of it yeah. actually it's a mix mm-hmm. but i tend to like the drama because it's a romance i like the couple yeah and i feel like it's like one of those movies that you bring your boyfriend or you bring your husband to and then so then they, they don't fall asleep <laughs> uh, yeah it's true that's true there's there's definitely a, a little bit of a plot but it's not a really complicated no. plot I yeah mean, not that much happens but it's the tension and the romance yeah uh, let me read the the IMDb description. Um, <laughs> it's very, very brief and very, very vague. It says, A detective investigating a man's death in the mountains meets the dead man's mysterious wife in the course of his dogged sleuthing. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't tell you much at all. Do you, can we do a better description? You guys want to try to do a better description of this? How would you describe this movie? Hmm... Okay, I'll let Margot go first. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the most like it's the hardest question that you can ask me because yeah, it's I'm, very I'm, hard I'm a bit scared of, of spoiling actually because yeah, oh, that's true. But you just can say that it's a thriller and a romance at the same time, and you have to be aware yeah. that if you watch Decision to Leave, it won't be just a thriller, but we are you you will find like some part of romance in it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. I think that's good. But yeah, it's just really a um, a tense kind of mystery slash romance, but it's really more about feelings and right. mm-hmm. um, 
just how sometimes you can't control who you like,、mm. you know, and sometimes you you love what you love, and you know, and you can't you can't always determine that you're not as in control as you like to think sometimes,、mm. you know. Yeah, and I would like to think for those who loves all the Wong Kar Wai movie, they will love this one、uh-huh. as well. Yeah, visually. Yeah, and then all that like there's a lot of detail that I feel like I have to watch it over and over again、yeah. in order to appreciate like the the detail more deeply,、mm. and the detail adds into building up the story and building up their relationship.、Mm-hmm. So、um, yeah, actually that's a good segue. Let's talk about the visuals a little bit. Stunning these visuals,、oh、God, like every、so、shot、beautiful. is like a photograph.、Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Totally, very eye pleasing. Oh yeah, we really like just the cinematography, the composition, and the color, the use of color. It was like amazing, right? And、um, I there's this two. I remember like screen capping the、uh, two frames、um, after、uh, I come home and we watch、uh, on Nubi again. And there's this one scene when、um, when Hai Jun.、Uh, Uh, interrogate Tang、um, Wei, right? And、uh, in that room, and it was like a split screen, and、mm-hmm. having Tang Wei、yeah. uh, on the left,、um, it's like a perspective of watching her from the monitor, and then Hai Jun on the right side of the screen, and he was where he was sitting on the chair, and this. Pr- Composition, this framing is so well done. It's like a classic painting, but also it's like very interesting and like us, the viewer, just like peeking through what's going on, and then also see Tang Wei from that, you know, screen off a screen, you know, that kind of framing.、Yeah. It's so so it's really really interesting the way how composition adds into the story that Tang Wei is being like framed. Twice, you know, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, the different both points of yeah, view. Yeah, exactly, the same time. exactly. Yeah. yeah, and 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 um, also like, I, it's okay that we spoil, right? <laughs> spoil a little. Oh、uh, wait, let, hold that. <laughs> yeah, hold that thought. <laughs> sure. Okay. Oh, maybe I'll just talk about framing then. Yeah, no, no storyline,、okay. no plot. Um, <laughs> no plot spoiling.、Like, yeah. So kind of at the end of the film, there's this one frame. Right, and then、um, there's a car park in the yeah, middle.、Um, yes, the road. Yeah, the, the road. Maserati. Yeah, the road. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. right, so, right. Like, the, yeah, so the Maserati part in the middle. Oh, it's not sponsored by Maserati, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and 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 then、um, and on the uh, uh, both side of the frame, it's ocean, right? And then you can actually see the view of the ocean from the wave crashing、yeah. uh, from the、uh, water to the sand, and it's like almost like shape of her face. Oh wow! Did you notice that? Oh, you did you? That, did, I don't did, know if you guys catch that. Yeah, did yeah, you catch that? So, Because I, I yeah, yeah, like recently I, I watched that, it、yeah. twice, and I was like, oh. Is it like the the shape of some someone's face? Yeah. Oh so, wow. So it's like almost like it's just but it's kind of like、uh, almost saying like that face is Tang Wei's face, yes, right? Yes. 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 Sorry. It's so poetic. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I'm sorry. I shouldn't spoil、yeah. spoil any. No. No. A lot of people don't spoil it. Yeah. I didn't catch that. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't catch. No. You have to watch and, it、uh, twice. Yeah. Exactly. Just, yeah. It's not easy to catch. Yeah. Yeah, because I cheated a little bit because I watched this one hour and analyze of the、mm-hmm. movie in Chinese language and because and and it's like very dive dive deep. So then when I saw、uh, the film, I was able to catch that obviously because <laughs> I saw the cheat, cheat. You were looking for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I was looking for it, but it was like wow, it's、yeah. so profound.、Beautiful. Yeah, it's so such a po- yeah. poetic.、Um, uh, aerial like drone shots at the end, but yeah. yeah. 
So be sure to it's a, do that. Watch that. <laughs> and it's such a quiet movie. Oh, yeah. You know, there's not a there's not a blaring soundtrack or anything. It's very quiet and thoughtful. So you have time to soak in the visuals, oh, yeah. which I think is really really good. And yeah. by the way, by the way, yeah, the so music it, of wow. the movie is available on Spotify until recently. Oh. Yeah, because Ooh. I was waiting for it like yeah. for a month. And and then I just checked on Spotify just like that. And I was like, oh, it's available. Nice. <laughs> oh, I got to yeah. find it. Yeah, I'm sure. It's very haunting. There's a lot of yes. haunting music to it. And, and classical music yeah, as very well. very thoughtful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And do you guys catch that song? I think, Mist. It, is it called like Miss? Yes. Miss, yes, oh yes, my, yes, right? Yes. That song, it was so like deep in your head like during that uh-huh. movie right and it's just like the, the I, I i don't know korean but then just like the the way how that song is 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 so mm. right timing right and i heard that because i watched like an interview yeah. with Park Chang-wook during the Cannes festival and he said that the name uh-huh. of the music was missed and it was like a reference to the city in the second part i won't spoil anything but there is a lot oh, of fog yeah. in it right and uh-huh. it's a reference to that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. this is what i heard at least Yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, and do you find like do you guys find like that fog means something about their relationship? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> okay, maybe I was, I shouldn't spoil it, but you should. You, well, you let's go catch it yourself, right? <laughs> From watching it. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and give our thoughts, and then yeah. we'll go to the okay. spoilers. Then you can say whatever oh, you want. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so for me, uh, well, let's see. Do you want who wants to go first here? Any overall impression to to kind of sell this film to someone? What would you say? Uh, I would say that it's a masterclass on filmmaking. I would say, and the camera mm. language is very pleasing. Most of the time, when you watch a movie, it's either like the camera language is incredible or the story is incredible. And this movie has both: good camera language, good cinematography, and yeah. an amazing story. So I would recommend for that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, How about you, Sabrina? I, I would totally agree with everything Margot said. And um, on top of it, and I, I really like yeah. all the detail uh, of the stories. And then and there's all these, um, also like Tang Wei and um, Hai Jun. Sorry, I keep referring um, uh, her, her Tang Wei. I think her character's name is, Sorry. how do you say Sorry. it, Margot? Sorry. Star Ray? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry and Hajun Ray. And they're both of them, they're like master in their craft mm-hmm. of acting, right? And how they yeah. their eye just like the role of the eye and or or um her his gaze on her, like for that 10 second gaze. It's just all these are like master craft in um the acting sort of um uh, speak, right? And I, I find that very, very enjoyable. One of the, these, uh, one of the best actor and actress in the world. Um, and yeah. also like, um, all these like, um, really interesting clues about like the movie, like the mountain versus water. Um, try not to get into spoiling it so hard um and uh-huh. and it's really um it's really deep and i i really enjoy watching movie with a deep meaning deep much much deeper meaning and there's a lot of clues that you you're guessing you know what's going mm-hmm. on between the two and um like their personality and their relationship right and um also like the way like the like you said marco said like the camera language is a it's such a beautifully done and it's a masterpiece and a lot of frame it feels like 
painting, like classic paintings, and and the way how they use color contrast, it's it's so beautiful. Um, yeah, so I think it's definitely one of the masterpieces and one of the best movie I saw in yeah. in this yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For me, I I didn't see a lot of movies this year. So definitely the best best movie for me. And uh, you said it all, but I, I just wanted to say that I enjoy just looking at their faces as well. And yeah, um, with Tong Wei, there's a line in there where she says mm-hmm. she smiles when she yeah. doesn't know what word to say in Korean. Oh yeah, yeah. And so throughout the movie, I was just kind of watching that, and there's times where she kind of cracks a little bit of a, I think you call it like a Mona Lisa smile, oh, oh, yes. you know, where it's not. You know, or she's subtle little grin, but you're sh- not sure why she's smiling. Is she smiling because she's getting away with something or is she smiling because she's nervous? You know, like, so you, you don't know what's going on in her head and, and how much Korean she actually understands. You know, it's kind of, it's really in- interesting just watching her face the whole movie and her expressions and, and you know, that she doesn't speak Korean fluently. So you're wondering, is she following all of this or how much is she able to to comprehend and so it's just really a, a fun fun watch um moody yes. <laughs> not not a feel-good movie necessarily but yeah if you you know it's a good winter film you know <laughs> you just kind of go and and hide in the theater for a couple hours and just yeah it's just a great watch yeah and curtis speaking of momo lisa and don't you find do you guys like you and margo right do you guys find that poster like where like you know Tom yeah. look yes. is so mona lisa like right. also yeah. the way how she does her hair too right it's just like mona lisa smile yeah, yeah i do agree and i think if i can have something is that the chemistry as Sabrina said, it's very important. The chemistry is very intense. Mm. It's very something that you can't mm. just go mm. and, and just say, oh, nothing happened. No, it's very, very intense. Oh, yeah, it's very intense. Yeah, and it's all in the detail. It's all... Um, so can we spoil now or no? All right, well, let, me, okay, let me give the warning. Okay, so uh, it's time to get into spoilers. Sabrina cannot hold back any longer. Oh <laughs> So if you haven't seen Decision to Leave, uh, we recommend maybe go seeing it first and pause this podcast, go mm, see the film, yeah. but definitely come back and hear our thoughts on it. So we're going to play, should we play a little bit of The Mist? Yeah, I think that'll be a good that. song. Yeah. We'll play that. And then when the song is over, we'll just play a few seconds of it. When the song is over, then you know that we're about to spoil it. Yes. So come on back. <laughs> Everybody, so everyone here has seen the movie or doesn't care about spoilers, so we're going to go ahead and talk about the plot. I I felt like it was kind of like a three-part story Mm -hmm. where you have this first kind of investigation of this husband who falls, supposedly falls from this rock. He's kind of a rock climber and he falls hundreds of feet down and cracks his head open and it looks like an accident, you know, and so they're kind of like, well, let's go ahead and talk to the wife and whatnot. Through this, they figure out or, or it is deduced that it was a suicide. And so case closed on that. And then we get to this kind of middle part, which is really 
a love story, right? Once you get to the <laughs> middle, it's just them falling in love with each other. Well, they already kind of fell in love with each other, but they, they realize that how much they really like each other. And then he figures out that she probably pushed him off this hill. It was just kind of involved. I don't want to ruin everything, so so go watch it, and you can see that he how he figures this out. And so that just ruins him. He's like, you know, he felt like he was uh, fooled by her, but he still likes her, so he doesn't want to turn her in. And so he says, you know, get rid of this piece of evidence. And, and so he kind of runs away back to his hometown where his wife lives, and he goes to be a detective over there. And then, I, I didn't see this coming, but then <laughs> she marries another guy, and he ends up dead, and he's called in as the detective for that one. So she moves to this small town where he is, and so now he's this detective is questioning, like, did you move here just just so I would be the detective on this murder of your husband, your second husband? And, and so it just kind of spirals out of out of control a little bit in this kind of third act. What do you think of the plot? The plot was slow, but super satisfying, yeah? Actually, you said that um, you think that there is three parts, but at first when I watched the drama, like I saw only two parts, actually. Oh, okay. Like the first part is like in the mountain, and the second part is in the ocean, kind of. Because uh-huh, I watched the yeah. interview of Park Sanwook, and he said <laughs> that, so I... And uh-huh. the first part is more like the first case. And then the pivot point is when he discovers that she lied to him and she might be the murderer. And the second part starts uh-huh. when he decides to like break up, kind of, or at least leave. Yeah. It's how I saw it mm-hmm. at first. But I watched a lot of like reviews and stuff, and some said that there was even like seven parts in the movie. <laughs> I was, yeah, I saw so many things. So, yeah, I don't know. But for me, the most like uh, evident part is two parts for me. Yeah, that's fair. Husband one and husband two. <laughs> <laughs> As well. Yeah, totally fair. How about you, Sabrina? What do you think of the plot? Uh, the plots are, uh, for me, it's really keeps me um, engaged. And and I, I kind of saw two parts too. I didn't, uh, I, I guess I didn't separate into three parts like, mm-hmm. for location's okay. sake. Uh, it's more like, I feel like in the beginning, like it's more, it's more like them kind of like getting to know each other. And then, and, and then uh, they they kind of break up right and then this the second part is like how like they reunited so that's how kind of how i saw it like yeah mm-hmm. and then the mountain versus water uh actually that's a great an- <laughs> an- analysis from margo yeah i didn't think of that but mm-hmm. it's true yeah and so kind of central to this is tang wei uh her character uh Suri. Yeah, so it's kind of it's it's a little bit ambiguous whether how how evil is she, <laughs> yes. you know? And I, I think they they she, do that on purpose, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and because she was she was beaten up by right, her first husband, right. he would beat her yeah. up. And uh, but at at the same time, we sympathize with her, right? By you know that like you know how she. Um, like she's like she she killed her mom, but because she's just helping her mom right. to die, right? Right. And then yeah. how she be, she's keep marrying all these trash, like you know, like terrible guys, <laughs> right? And who yeah. like you know tattoo his initial on her um, privates and 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 <laughs> getting beat up from all these different husbands, and we fall in in a way like for a lot of our sympathy with this woman and even though she's she kills all these husbands and we still 
in a way that we have like, oh, you know, oh, she is so like fragile. And and as even me as a w- women's viewer, I want to protect her. I want to rescue her as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there's that great line where he in the interrogation room where he's like, don't you think it's very suspicious that, you know, your husbands keep dying? And what do you think what people would think? And and she's like, oh, I would think people <laughs> would say that poor woman. Yeah. And actually, the sense of humor is sometimes out of place, kind of cynical, you can see in some parts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, her sense of humor. Yeah, he even said that in one of the lines. Are we? Is it time to joke right now? <laughs> you know, what are we doing here? Yeah, it's really confusing. You can see his confusion. Mm. He was he was so confused this whole movie. What what he's feeling and and Sabrina, you talked about the scene when she explains why she's marrying like all these kind of men, the trashy men. And I really like this scene, like when it's snowing, because mm-hmm. she she said, "Why did I marry those men? Because ideal men like you wouldn't marry me." Because just by talking face to face with me, there will be another murder. It's kind of cynical the way she just said that. Mm. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the that was the title of the film, right? She drops that line where she says, "Well, I marry these guys so mm-hmm. I can have the decision to leave." Which I kind of I still don't know exactly what that means, but I think. You know, my interpretation is that she wanted some control in her life, and that's the only thing she yeah, could maybe. really control. Beca- I, my I friend watched an interview uh, of Park Chan-wook, and he said that um, the fact that when you decide to leave someone is always something that you hesitate. Even though you want to leave the, this person, it's always something that you're not sure, should I leave him or not? But it's so, something that it's on your own free will. Yeah, yeah. And so there's this... I, I like stories with impossible romances. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's something about it where, you know, of course, there's Romeo and Juliet, but in the in the K drama world, there's a there's a bunch, Margot, right? Yeah. Like Crash Landing on You is a case where there's this impossible love, or Mister Sunshine is another one. I like this movie called I like this drama called I Am Not a Robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And it has kind of this kind of this impossible love. What what do you guys think of that? Like. How did you, th- before it ended, how did you think it was going to end? I didn't have any expectation per se because I already saw. The, no, uh, you yeah. spoiled it for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it was a beautiful ending and um, it makes the movie more memorable that way. And it's very French, <laughs> I think, right? <laughs> Camargo, right? Um, and uh, I think. Yeah, given if this w- would be a happy ending, it kills everything, right? It's gonna ruin the movie, and um, I yeah. <laughs> Though it might be more popular, you know, <laughs> audiences like happy endings. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like I like Moody. I like I like Impossible Loves, yeah. but um, I think for audiences in general, they kind of want things to work right. out. And and also like in in a way, it's like I feel like this movie, you kind of have some understanding of Asian culture or maybe have really like great attention to detail that kind of people to really, really, really enjoy it. Like there's this one scene, I don't know if you guys like caught that, right? When uh, he was finishing interrogating her and he bought her sushi box dinner. Right. Yeah. And that was like fancy, even for like yes, Korean. Yes, like yes. that's like a really, really fancy, like like four star, five star catered meal from Michelin star restaurant. Yeah, and then yeah. like you can see it from the packaging. And also the way how they are so like they barely met, right? But they're so in sync, sync yeah. up to like wipe the table and 
There was tension and there, yeah. And she tossed this like tissue <laughs> yeah, into like that, that that shopping bag that he was holding, and while they were only had like interested to each other, right, and they didn't express any feeling or whatsoever, right. And to me, that's super sexy, super romantic. It's very interesting, yeah. um, and these kind of detail. Uh, it, it doesn't happen. I mean, it doesn't happen to anyone, but we know it exists somehow in our lifetime, right? And we it exists mm-hmm. to our friends, romantic story or whatnot. Um, but this is a kind of thing that we really have to like watch uh, with the eye of looking at the detail to enjoy it, right? And otherwise, you'll be like, oh, what's so interesting about mm-hmm. you know her wiping the table, right? Or him wiping the table for 20 seconds, right? <laughs> but we have to have that intention uh, to pay attention to detail and knowing this is something that like that only when two people are very, very romantically interested in each other and the, the body language sync up. You know, so because me, I'm a wedding photographer and I uh, kind of manufacture romance. And this is the kind of thing right. that I, I, I find it is so you notice. <laughs> yeah, bri- brilliantly done. And it's not too, for me, it's not vague at all. Yeah. So it's very obvious. How about you, Margot? Do you have a favorite scene or several favorite scenes? Uh, actually, the first scene that we talk about with the the um, the face in the um, yeah, the ocean yeah. that's one of my yeah. favorite like the the road the um, right. the scene divided yeah. into with the road in the middle is one yeah. of my favorite um the end actually I because for me I wasn't expecting an happy right. ending but I wasn't expecting right. this kind of ending yeah. either you didn't know how it was gonna <laughs> yeah. end yeah. I knew that mm, yeah but I I wasn't expecting that yeah. <laughs> But I think it's better because it will last in your mind. I tend to prefer like like um intense stories with raw mm-hmm. feelings. And it's kind of yeah, it's it suits me at yeah. at least. Yeah, my my favorite one of my favorite scenes was uh when they're handcuffed together in the in the police car. And you know, yes. their hands are apart and then she's holding his hand. And then he falls asleep, you know, because that's one of the, the storylines is that he can't sleep, you know, until until he meets her. Right. And it's and then so he couldn't sleep for a year, <laughs> you know, with, without her. And then they're in the cab together and then their breathing sinks up again. And it just shows this comfort and peace that he has with her, though he's feeling some really f- intense feelings of betrayal and maybe even hate at that point mm-hmm. for her distrust but yet he's still at, he's the only one, she's the only one that he's at peace with enough to just fall asleep whenever. So I, they're so subtle. Oh, and, oh, and just to go off the Sabrina scene with the sushi, in the second interrogation, the corn dogs. <laughs> right, right. That was funny. And it's like, so uh, we're like, oh, I just had that same Korean style corn dog, like plastic, and it was terrible. <laughs> And she makes his face. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, wait, what is this? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so disappointed. Yeah. yeah, that was classic. So there's some real neat scenes. Um, yeah, the ending, you know, I don't know how it was going to end. I was watching this and I was just thinking, how is this going to end? Because <laughs> they can't end up together. Mm-hmm. We know that. And But it's this sacrifice, right? right. Where where he sacrificed his, his whole career for her in a way, or his integrity or his pride. And then, mm-hmm. so he felt like he was ruined, or he used the word shattered in English. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, you know, when when her second husband is about to reveal that 
this police detective might have got you know let her go got let her get away with murder and he was going to release that soundbite she sacrificed herself for him and mm. this is the moment when we know that Sore is not that bad actually because during the movie we are always thinking is she like a psychopath right. yeah or yeah. is she like because i think for me that Sore is kind of a complex person Very, because yeah. i think that she has like different com- moral compass in a way that for her something that's good or bad is not the same for us Mm-hmm. She doesn't see the world the same way, like with the second murder, when she said that, oh, I know that you fear blood, so I like clean up the, um, mm. the crime scene for you. So we can see that wow. she loves yeah. him, but yeah. in a twisted way and in her own way, I think. Yeah. Well, guys, guess what? It's been an wow. hour already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got to wrap this up yeah. a little bit. How should we wrap this up? What do you want to end on um, here? I just want to add a fun fact about the ending, about the suicide, because I'm not sure that mm-hmm. if you know about that. But I watched an interview of Park yeah. who said that for years, he wondered, how could I kill myself without anyone noticing it and um, without oh. finding my body, without it being able? That's In a coffee shop. Oh, how could I kill myself? Yeah, it's a bit weird. And it has... <laughs> <laughs> He wandered for like a lot of years and then he found like the came to a conclusion that burying yourself in the sand might be the best way to disappear from the earth without leaving any traces. Mm. Wow. But I found something a bit weird is that in this scene, I don't know if you catch it or not, but um, when she decided to kill kill herself, she take a bucket and she started to dig in the sand. Yeah. And the scene after that, she has like a bottle of soju, hardcore. She's drinking, and I was like, "Oh, where did you did you find the bottle?" Hmm. Yeah, I know it's <laughs> oh. a detail, but I was oh, yeah, I was very right. confused because I was like, "There is no bottle in uh. the previous scenes." Oh. Maybe in her pocket. Oh. <laughs> was it in the bucket? I Maybe don't think so was... because because she was like digging, and on the floor like there was nothing. Oh. Because I watched it okay, twice, I so I was like, mm, "Let's find some clues," oh. <laughs> and I didn't find anything. Yeah, you know, I just saw too was that when she goes there, there's a stick in the sand. Yes, 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 yes. And I, maybe she would, maybe she had already been there and marked where the tide oh, goes. Oh, okay. So she knew how high the water would go, and and she looked at her watch, so she knew how much time she had to dig. So it, I I think it might have been planned out for mm, a while yeah, <laughs> that she knew she was gonna yeah. do that. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, yeah, I, he has an interesting mind. If you <laughs> if you watch his movies, you know his his mind doesn't work like the rest <laughs> of ours. I mean, he he's a genius. You know, he's he's got his his way of thinking that is different, and that's why his movies are interesting. But yeah, I don't think I've thought about how to disappear <laughs> on this. Earth. So, all right, Sabrina, how do you want to end? It? Um, I actually um um I found that like the. Um, the clues about like the mountain versus water, like mountain means wisdom, uh, like wise, right? And people will like, you know, want to climb to the top, but it's very, also very solid. And at the it, at, once you get to the top, there's n- that's it, right? There's nothing to be seen or changed, right? And, but water, is, it means benevolent, right? Like for, and, and in a way it's like, and it's, uh, it's, uh, embracing and it's also changes all the time and i think it's very interesting that they, they it's kind of like a what they're saying about relationship also like the, you know and maybe maybe that 
that's why they they would never be together. And then like, cause once they are together, then they will become the mountain. They will become like like the wife and and hygiene, right? And things will become mechanical. And I think in a way that Tang Wei kills herself, and um, at the end that 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 hygiene will continue to chase and find and to find her. Right in that way of her body disappear in the sand, and um, I just thought that's kind of it's very very deep and interesting. I'm still trying to like understand like what these clues mean. Um, but I just, I but I, I just think it's very very interesting that mm. they use this analogy, you know, like talk about relationship like mountain versus water. Yeah, and it's it's funny that one scene where he's talking to his wife about. Moving <laughs> yes. to the sea, yeah. and he's like, "I'm a man of the yeah. sea," and she's like, "No, you're born in yeah, Seoul." Yeah, what are you exactly. Talking? I thought that was really, really funny. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. like a like it's it's got really like uh, interesting sense of humor too, and um I and I actually love uh, also love that um when um when he was kind of like um like peeking at her like using long lenses mm. or something like that, right? Like yeah, you know, from binoculars, in binoculars yeah. from the apartment. And then in the morning, and then Tang Wei found uh, him like sitting in the car. And then Tang Wei said good morning. And then he when when Hai Jun goes back to the office, and he will say good morning to all his like you know like <laughs> such a good yeah, mood. Such yeah. a good mood. And then and then everybody will be like whoa good morning. So I thought that's really like you know uh, like kind of light and um, uh, airy and kind of great sense of humor touch to the movie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Well, everyone out there, I hope I uh, hope we have encouraged you to watch this movie <laughs> if you haven't already, uh, or watch it again at least yeah. if you have seen it. I recommend this to anyone who likes kind of a complicated relationship. Anyone who likes a little uh, a movie where you're going to be thinking about it for a while after, and and you could argue about it. We don't all have to agree on it, but uh, yeah, really good film. Who would you guys recommend this movie to? Everyone. Yes, yeah, everyone. <laughs> it's a must yeah, in, I think. In particularly people who loves all um like in the mood of love genre, like the all the Wonka Wai. Mm. If you love Wonka Wai movie for sure, I, you love this one too. In in the K-drama world, Margot, what do you think it's the closest to? This one. Wow. I don't think there is There's no equivalent. Let me I'm think. Thinking too, yeah. We can <laughs> Yeah. Well, I I think in some ways Mr. Sunshine you know, cinematically, yeah. and then these two people who are not alike at all, but somehow they're very alike. Yeah, right now I can't think of any dramas because it's kind of very, like, it's not usual to uh, to watch like that yeah. that kind of movie, like with um, a police officer who falls in love with yeah. a criminal or someone who is like a bit problematic. Yeah. So yeah, for the mood, for the overall mood, I don't know why, but it made me think of the drama Tainan Diokida, Strangers from L. But oh. just for the, just for the mood, not for mm. the story, but the yeah. overall mood, like guilty pleasure. It's a bit weird and problematic, but at the same time, you like it. Yeah, you've been drawn to the story, yeah. even though it's morally ambiguous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you like Little Women? Uh yes, but only for the main couple. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, of course it's different too, but it's got oh. a, it's got a little actually uh, actually. Yeah, uh, decision to leave was like written, co-written by Park Chanuk and another person who is a woman, and uh, the screenwriter of Little Woman is the co-writer of mm. Decision to Leave. That's why you can see some similarities in the um, visual oh. aspect. That's why, yeah, I find it quite interesting. Oh, that's okay. 
Yeah, so she likes she likes kind of ambiguous relationships and a uh, little moodiness. Yeah, interesting. Good good knowledge, oh. Margo. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've made an episode on, on decision to live in French. That's why I know all these fun facts. Ah, <laughs> yeah. So anyone out there who, who can understand French, go listen to Margo's podcast. You have one episode in English, so that's how I knew you could do an English podcast because I heard you, you did, yeah. what was it? Yeah, I interviewed Kim um, Porsche, yep. a, a Thai actor. Yeah, yeah. about Kim Porsche. Mm. Yeah, that was your one English one. So I knew you could do an English <laughs> podcast. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so you're you're close enough to Switzerland that you can just walk to Geneva or drive to Geneva. Yeah, I can drive. I'm just like 20 minutes away from Geneva. Oh, wow. That's... But still in France. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, thanks so much, everyone, for coming along. Uh, Sabrina, thanks for coming along and, and ditching your family for an hour for us. <laughs> Thank you, Curtis. That, what a joy to discuss this movie with you guys. I, I got to go see it again, really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got to find a theater. I got to get out to the theater to see it. And Sabrina, you're coming on again soon. We're going to talk about your project in The Unsung Heroes of Chinatown, which is a photographic journalism. Uh, it's a video too, right? You do a little video. Yeah, so I have a little uh, BTS video of uh, and an interview of four women of San Francisco Chinatown and then talk about like how charming they are and like, they're, they're really truly the vivid personality of um, what makes Chinatown what it is, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that more next time when you Thank come you. on. Thank you. But Thank yeah, you I'll put a link. I'll put a link in the description for the the link to the Sony video on that for a little behind the scenes, or you can follow Zabrina on Instagram at Zabrina X Y Z. So I'll put that in the show notes. And Margo, thanks so much for coming along. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> of Thank course, you, yeah. Thank you, Sabrina. If you want to, if you speak French, or you can listen to the one episode in English, or you can <laughs> listen in French to uh, K Dramas with Margot. It's M A R G O. Yes. Uh, and you can find that on uh, Instagram as well, or Spotify, or wherever uh, you get your podcasts. You can find Margot on Instagram at Margot underscore dramas, and you can see what she's up to. She, You'll realize that she loves Asian things. I saw <laughs> your post recently. Of you had some bibimbap, you had some dumplings, yeah. and I said, "Are you sure you're not Asian?" <laughs> homemade. <laughs> oh, is that all homemade? Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. So give Margot a listen if you speak French. But uh, thanks so much, everybody, for coming along. And of course, everyone out there, you can write to us at infatuationpodcast at gmail.com. And you can give us a follow on Spotify. That would help us to get new listeners. Every time you follow, it kind of recommends us to other people. Give, uh, give Margo a follow as well <laughs> on Spotify. And uh, do us a favor and recommend this episode to someone. You know, if you know someone who might like this episode, Send them the link. Yeah, that'll make it easy for them to find us. Uh, you can also follow us at The Infatuation Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. But until we talk to you again, thank you all so much for listening out there. And on behalf of Sabrina, Margot, and myself, we hope you're all happy, healthy, and safe out there. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.